Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, DeLong Deception. That's correct. We're talking about Tom DeLong's deception. This is an article that appeared, oh, I think, a couple of weeks ago on the drive.com blackfault.com I have links to the articles and to the, uh, the video that uh, John Greenwald produced and those are linked at, at the website ufowarning.com now of course DeLong is associated with uh, the Academy to the Stars um, company that he's built uh, supposedly they're tied up with uh, government insiders and at some point they're going to reveal all the UFO secrets to us on and on and on but I've always been skeptical of this outfit I don't like the way they operate I don't like uh, the chain of custody as far as a lot of the evidence that they've come up with goes and I'm not the only one so apparently about two years ago a uh, government employee, a fellow that worked uh, in one of the intelligence departments, has come forward and read it and explained and claimed that he uh, was uh, falsely lured into this, what he thought was a job interview, uh, to speak with uh, TTSA um, representatives, and it ended up uh, being put on television uh, with his picture blurred out, making it look like he was some sort of a government insider. So it was just a complete deception on the part of the people that uh, did this made-for-TV episode. And Greenwald goes into this in great detail in his podcast, and I highly recommend that you watch it. But he also does a really good job here of writing an article about it. And this title says, History Channels Unidentified and a Secret Meeting Between Intelligence Officials Running ATIP, or was it? I'll repeat that. History Channels Unidentified and a Secret Meeting between intelligence officials running ATIP, or was it? So that's a product they put out there, as if they had this insider uh, information, uh, this person was coming forward to them, basically uh, bolstering uh, Elizondo's story about ATIP and making it seem like uh, the, the folks from To the Academy of Stars were the consummate insiders. Now, Greenwald begins, it says, and this is, this is Glenn speaking, he says, So I will throw a monkey wrench into, the, <clears throat> into this wheel. I see a lot of talk and dismissal of a story posted on Reddit, and I can add a few things, including what I verified to be true. The post throws into question on what was depicted in the History Channel show Unidentified and how the people depicted as running the present-day ATIP, that's A-A-T-I-P, effort may not have been. Although it's a TV show and some people may not care about context, it does create additional questions worthy of asking. First, this story came to me in 2019, and it checks out, at least on the points I can check. It ties into the History Channel, the show Unidentified, and specifically a scene in Season 1, Episode 6, that's Season 1, Episode 6, 
that depicts what appears to be a secret meeting just outside the Pentagon between a new team of Pentagon officers who are studying the UFOs and running this ATIP effort with official blessing. Quotes taken from the TV show Unidentified as said by Luis Elizondo. Let me explain and take this for what it's worth. <clears throat> Greenwald goes on and says, Second, you all know I do not like anonymous sources, so when this person came to me, I do what I always do, I vet and verify. However, please note, from the from the get-go, they were not anonymous to me and made zero effort to hide their identity with me, which is always a red flag if they did try to do that. They just did not want to blast out their identity. Everyone, <clears throat> every claim I could check, checked out. Also, evidence pointed to they were active U.S. counterintelligence, and they even contacted me through a military email initially to also help verify credentials. That also checked out as if as it was verified not to be a spooked address. In addition, the readout moderator where this was posted recently has given enough evidence to convince them as a law enforcement officer that the person's credentials checked out. So there are multiple people who vetted the source, and to that extent, it could, to the extent it could be verified at all. So he's telling you the person the person that's making these claims about being uh, drawn into this secretly recorded meeting under false pretenses. He says, "I know who the guy is. I've verified his his uh, identity, and other people have verified their identity." Goes on, it says, third, back in 2019, I dissected the claim of where the alleged. Elizondo long meeting was. I was told in 2019, as was posted publicly here in 2021, it was a Crystal Gateway Marriott in Virginia. I took a different approach here. <clears throat> and then he goes on, he talks about how he watches the video. This is season one, episode six. And Greenwall has determined what hotel it was in because he's been there. He recognizes uh, the, the architecture and the different rooms. He says, this is an episode six, season one of Unidentified. Should Elizondo and DeLong inside a hotel room Captured on the side of the frame was a hotel room mirror. It was a very distinct design and likely unique to the hotel, <clears throat> emulating the crystal part of the crystal, <coughs> crystal Gateway Marriott. In other words, it was a crystal-shaped mirror. Heading to the website of the Crystal Gateway Marriott, there are numerous photos of the rooms. There was a 100% match on the mirror, on the wall, and the desk lamp on the table. So now, pretty clearly, Greenwall has gone through a lot of research. He's determined who the supposedly anonymous source was that was presented on the Unidentified Episode one, episode 6, Season 1. So he's got the person, the victim. He's got the location of the place where it's filmed at. Okay, so he's got he's broken through some of DeLong's deception. They wanted to deceive you about who was being interviewed and who and where it was at. Oh, it's always a big secret. Oh, someone's going to give me these, these, these UFO videos in a brown paper bag at the Pentagon parking lot. This is all deep state cover-up. It's crap, really. That somebody thinks that they are so arrogant they could treat the American public this way. That they that they that they are so arrogant that they could just exercise little so little effort in controlling the narrative. But obviously here they've been drawn out. It says and another scene showed DeLong walking through the hotel going to the meeting. Slightly blurred, slightly blurred behind him was a big, was a long light pillar, also found within photos of the hotel in the lobby area. Again, yet another match. <clears throat> he 
It goes on, it says, Fourth, the physical description of the person. I won't go into any other detail other than this. While vetting the person, I found numerous photographs of them and unidentified that person was a match in both stature and physical appearance, along with a somewhat unique physical feature of the person. And yes, you can tell even when with the blurred face, yet another indicator the person was truly there and telling the truth about the, <clears throat> about sitting at the meeting in the hotel lobby. Because this person did not want to have their identity known in 2019, or even here at the end of 2021, I respected that as I do now. I also knew with my own personal conviction I wouldn't run a story with one single source who could not be named and was known only by me. It was no offense to this counterintelligence agent speaking to me, speaking up. Rather, that's how I've always operated, so I just sat on it until they were ready to come forward to people beyond just me and invited themselves to be vetted. That time has now come. People thought I was or am out to get Elizondo. I am not. Even then, and certainly not now, if I was, I would have been happy to publish this in 2019 with no named sources, since most UFO blogs and sites claiming to be a news site do the same anyway, making all sorts of claims. But that's not my style or intent. I am... I am out to get the truth, whatever that may be, with no personal bias on what I want to want, want it to actually be. So I just dig and dig and dig, and with stories like this, I verify what I can and store it for later use. That said, this story has always been a bit of a surprise to me, even to this day. He goes on, he says, I decided to post the above at this point, given the raging debate that people think this is CI agent, is not an agent, and is some kind of read it, making it up. Well, here you go. I mean, you just can't stop the true believers, all right? You have this group of people out there that will just swallow whatever DeLong and Elizondo say, hook, line, and sinker, without questioning anything. Just like little baby birds in a nest. They just open up and swallow. But you got someone like Greenwald here saying, listen, we need to look at the facts. This guy's come forward. He is a counterintelligence agent. And basically, his career was 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 imperiled a little bit because he's showing up at this he's showing up on television. He has no idea he's even being filmed. This is what I think is really unethical about the whole thing. He says, most of all I let down most of all I was let down that there was a that there was framed as a secret meeting between intelligence officers was nothing of the sort. It was more of a job interview, as this Army CI agent said, with at least one of the parties at the table not knowing it would end up on a TV show or the fact that they were even being filmed. In addition, <clears throat> with the context, at least one of the people at this meeting was certainly not running the ATIP effort, but according to them, they were just talking about some wild stuff with little evidence to support any of it. I wonder what the other two at the table, I wonder what the other two at the table knew about this meeting and whether or not they are happy with being secretly filmed and put on TV. As a television producer who worked extensively for any network's history channel, I would never film someone without their consent. Or if I or if they just seem to be in the shot, a person walking behind a framed character, then we would have to blur their face and only show those who were cleared with an appearance release. Many have tried to dismiss the story because the Army officer says he had no knowledge of being filmed. Well, I am here to tell you, as someone with first-hand knowledge, although shady, the producers could get away with it if they adequately blurred the face and did not use a person's voice. 
He goes on, he says, I rewatched the segment on Unidentified, and I can say that again, from experience, that meeting was intentionally misrepresented with the narration and sound bites. If this counterintelligence agent is telling the truth, and I, I see no signs they are not, also as a television producer with experience, I now question what else could have been misrepresented more for entertainment, intrigue, mystery, tease, rather than accuracy. Trust me, in television production, there's an easy thing to get away with. Obviously, there's an easy thing to get away with. Obviously, as seen here. Well, this is par for the course, in my opinion, from all the stuff that I've seen come out of uh, from DeLong and Elizondo and the whole To the Academy Stars. It's all about pumping ratings. It's about making money. Just like with the monetized uh, YouTube videos they put out there uh, of the UFOs uh, over uh, San Diego. You have government property that's released, and in my opinion, is done at the very least unethically. Is given to just certain individuals, and they're allowed to monetize that for months before it's released into the public. He goes on and says, why is this important? Because when I saw the meeting aired and represented how it was on the TV show, I was incredibly intrigued and encouraged. I felt that this was maybe some proof of the Pentagon was lying, and the ATIP effort was underway, even in secret. Yet now... One of the people at the table comes forward, and we learn that at least according to them, they wanted to be involved in the effort, but were not at all, nor were they ever. And what was supposed to be meeting be a meeting between those at the table who were currently running a tip, well, it was actually just a scene secretly filmed for a TV show and misrepresented on the air as something it was not. There you go. That's Tom and Ellie's show. That's the show they're in. So, if they didn't do it, if it, was, if it wasn't their doing, then maybe they need to replace their producers. And it says, let it be known, I do not blame DeLong or Elizondo by default for this. Well, he's much more generous than I would be. It is very possible that they too were unaware of the film filming being taken secret from the second level of the hotel. So my post here is not an attack on them in the slightest, nor is it any insinuation they did this. They could very well have been unaware of all this in the context it was shown. Well, like I said, that's pretty generous. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think these guys are that unsophisticated that they didn't know what was going on with that script. I mean, it's their production company, right? He goes on and says, producers often will take it, take B-rolls, respect, <clears throat> especially without the talent's knowledge, so it appears to be more genuine and real in the context of a television program. In fact, I did this myself, blah, blah, blah. That said, someone made the call to frame this all in this way. Well, that's the whole point. This whole episode is being f framed as if this unidentified uh, counterintelligence person is an insider at ATIP, and he's bolstering the story that Elizondo's put out there about being this secretive UFO investigative arm of the Pentagon. When it's looking more and more like it was just you know another pile of money thrown, thrown in the Pentagon to be burned up. The real investigative work being done on UFOs in the Pentagon is by some agency or it's being done with some private corporation that we have no that we have no knowledge of, hidden behind firewalls so that we can't even so that we can't even put in a FOIA request. The ATIP is just something that Harry Reid, the late Harry Reid, threw a couple million dollars out there. Here, hire some people, and then, you know you've got another collection of people at the Pentagon who do, who do nothing all day. I'm sure there's thousands of people that work at the Pentagon who do nothing all day. 
other than draw a check every two weeks from the federal government. But Louis seems to have felt necessary to bring this guy out without his even knowing it, presenting him as an insider and saying, oh, and causing the average UFO uh, curious type person out there to think, well, maybe Tom and maybe Tom and Ill are telling the truth. Maybe Tom and maybe Tom and Ill is under are, are giving us the truth. Listen, I'm never going to get past the point that the evidence came down through uh, what Christopher Mellon. He picks up a bag, a pla- picks up a paper bag with videos in it, and the Pentagon parking lot. That's not how you come into receipt of government video that may or may not be classified. The whole thing's been shady from the start. And this is just one more shady chapter in the book uh, To the Academy of the Stars. It goes on and says, uh, In addition, I feel there's a possibility, though I'm not 100% certain, the CIA's agent identity may be known one day when they decide to put a face and a name to the anonymous posting. And when that happens, people will see they are a real person. As for the other two at the table, well, I may have something to add to that, too, should they ever decide to come forward. But that is a story for another day. Until then, I wish you continue good luck, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes on here, and it has <clears throat> it has a copy of the read-it post, 12-2021 Pacific Time, 6.51 a.m. It looks like. First, full disclosure, I am a, this is the guy writing it that's been making the complaints about uh, being misrepresented by DeLong and Elizondo. It says, first, full disclosure, I am a U.S. Army counterintelligence agent. This was the first time I posted something on Reddit and the, in the 10 years I've been here that runs the risk of someone being able to figure out who I am based on the story I'm about to tell. But I am early retired, so I think I'm probably all right. I want to start with a disclaimer. I know, having read a ton of books and watched a ton of stuff over this topic, over this topic that we see I have had a bad reputation in this and the UFO community, and I get it. But me personally, I have no reason or desire to lie or add more confusion into the subject as it's already muddled enough as it is. So what I'm going to recount here are events exactly as they occurred in my own personal thoughts and opinion. None of this is to be taken as an official stance to the U.S. government or the U.S. Army. Now the story, apologies in advance, this is long, it says. He says, back around Thanksgiving of 2018, I was at work discussing the old project Stargate with a colleague who worked in an SAP in the same building as me. During this conversation, he mentioned that one of his co-workers was retired CIA colonel who provided cover support to Stargate back in the 80s and offered to introduce me. So I went with him, and we had a rather interesting conversation regarding Stargate and something and some of the stuff that went on at Fort Meade during that time frame with regard to the program. During that conversation, I somewhat jokingly asked, are you guys going to tell me that UFOs are real? They all became rather serious, and my colleague asked, have you ever heard of Louis Elizondo? He went on to explain that Elizondo was a former Army CI guy like myself and told me that I should look into some of his claims and videos. According to this colleague, he served with Elizondo while he was still in the Army and explicitly trusted the man. So I did my research, watched some stuff, and eventually figured out where Elizondo worked at the time, TTSI, 
So, I contacted TTSI, identified myself as a CI agent, and said I'd be curious to talk to Elizondo if he was willing to just discuss the subject in general. 24 hours later, I had a 30-minute, one-hour phone call with Elizondo. The biggest takeaway from this conversation were the three questions I asked and his answers to them. What made you believe? He, <clears throat> what made you believe? He responded with, "You know the videos and the news. The stuff that's still classified is way crazier." Two is a tip still a thing because the media says it's defunct. It's absolutely still a thing. Can I get a job with a tip as an Army CI guy to do investigations? Absolutely, we'll set up a meeting. Fast forward to the end of January 2019, I was invited to a meeting by Elizondo at the Gateway Marriott Hotel just outside of the Pentagon. When I showed up, the meeting was already in progress. Tom DeLong was there, and two gentlemen who will remain nameless due to the fact that they were still working at the USG. As a side note, Tom DeLong is a huge dude, like ripped and taller than me, and I'm fairly tall. Was not expecting that. I didn't get the entire conversation from the start, but it sounded to me like they were discussing something to do with mutual work or something of that nature between TTSA and the USG. Don't quote me. It's not relevant. Some of the key things from this meeting that I want to point out are, well, I think it is relevant because TTSA is constantly bragging about being connected to the U.S. government. In fact, I've got a video at the website UFOWarning.com, and on there you can watch DeLong as he jokes about uh, having used this tactics of deception to get interviews with U.S. government uh, higher-ups. And it, it seems like it was a joke to him how he was able to wiggle his way into these people's offices and interview them about UFOs and use those little tangential connections to meet more people. So yeah, it does... It, 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 it is relevant, I think. He goes on, he says, uh, and I won't read the entire thing, but you can log online and look at it. It says, At one point during the meeting, Elizondo got up to see the two gentlemen from the Pentagon off, and I had a little bit to talk, and I had a little bit to talk to Tom directly. During that portion of this encounter, he made the statement to me that there were incidents of some type of creatures coming through portal portals on Earth. And in one incident, these creatures used some kind of weapon to turn a dog into a grease stain. He also mentioned that there was some kind of a Cold War or equivalent to the Syria situation taking place between species of extraterrestrial that is already here under the oceans, and another from somewhere else that is currently on the moon. Being that I was trying to be polite, still seeking job with ATIP mode, I listened and I didn't really argue <clears throat> or ask a lot of hard-hitting questions, just nodded and heard these guys out. At the conclusion of this meeting, Elizondo set me up with two gentlemen at the Pentagon, and I left. There it goes, fast forward to the end of February 2019. I met the two gentlemen in the con in a conference room in the Pentagon, <clears throat> cleared for up to TSSCI discussions and material. I want to say something here for clarity's sake. In the intelligence community, we have a lot of, a lot of nooks and crannies 
and niche jobs you can find yourself in. The one thing that stands true for every single one of these jobs is that there is an onboarding process, meaning you have to provide paperwork, attend a couple of interviews, take a polygraph, and get a read-on to whatever it is you're interested in doing before you ever touch the material or do the job. None of this took place. I want to make that clear. Since at this time, I was still under the impression we were moving toward me working with ATIP. During this hour-long meeting in the Pentagon, we discussed a number of things. First, I obviously asked about the biological specimen mentioned in the first meeting. They demurred and said, if, this, if there was one, we didn't know there, where it was, <clears throat> probably moved between who knows how many warehouses now. I asked them about ATIP and recounted my discussion with Elizondo and the potential for a possible work, working with ATIP. They explained that ATIP went defunct due to funding issues and that though it still existed, it wasn't currently as, as a then active. We discussed some other stuff. One thing which I won't recount because they claimed it was secret, non-foreign, but I will recount the thing they claimed was TS slash SCI. They told me of an incident where an Italian helicopter was literally shot by a UAP and had to and had to make an emergency landing and that they had obtained this information from the Italians. This was important later also for other IC professionals reading this who might who might have just heard a might have had a mild stroke. It turns out this wasn't classified information, so chill out. Moving on, the final bit we discussed which I thoroughly agree with, was that in the 1940s, when the UFO craze took off, the USG at the time had to choose between dealing with the USSR and the start of the Cold War and or dealing with potential hysteria at home due to the flying saucers people were reporting. So the National Security Council at the time decided to work to debunk, marginalize, and ridicule the UFO flying saucer subject. And, and it, through those initial efforts, continued efforts throughout the 1990s, 1900s and via the plethora of fringe nonsense today that keep this subject marginalized. That meeting concluded, and that was the last I saw of those two guys. Fast forward to July 2019. I watched Unidentified when we got to the part of the show where they had filmed that meeting in the hotel. I was shocked. In my opinion, that was pretty shady of Tom DeLong and Louis Elizondo to have that meeting take place and secretly have a cameraman up on the second floor of the lobby without notifying us. If I had known they were using that as a stunt for their show at the time, I likely wouldn't have shown up to the meeting. Or if I did, I wouldn't have showed up in uniform. The reason for this is because the narrator made it seem like there was this super important hush-hush meeting between intelligence officers to discuss the UAP issue. The UAP issue. In reality... We were in a effing hotel lobby in Virginia, near the Pentagon, and talking about some wild stuff with little evidence to support any of it. To circle back to the TSSCI thing from above, a friend of mine at the time sent me a screenshot of Tom's Instagram where he discussed that exact incident with the Italian helicopter and, H and IIRC. It was even featured in one of the episodes identified. My response to this was to file a report with my local field office over this. I know that might make me look like the bad guy, but if you bring a CI agent in, tell him something is TSSCI, then I find out, I suppose that means top secret, secret, then I find out a rock star has information 
and that shit is on social media and a TV show, I'm pretty much obligated to do something at that point. Anyhow, my final thoughts and conclusions regarding all of this. I started this wild ass journey back in 2018, not really paying much attention to UFOs slash UAPs or whatever. I have now read enough, heard enough, and seen enough to have moved to UFOs, UAPs are 100% real, and we don't know exactly what they are. Regarding Elizondo and DeLong, I don't know exactly what their entire agenda was, is regarding all this. Their publicly stated stance is one of disclosure, but the way they interacted with me and their runaround I experienced and the effing Pentagon put a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to sit here and call their entire endeavor bullshit because I don't think on some level it is. There are too many stories from the witnesses they interviewed for it to simply be complete nonsense. But I have maintained from the beginning that something is a bit off, especially with the way Elizondo's involvement started, how he went about all of this, and the nature of the subject itself. Personally, my thought was that this was all a giant smokescreen and part of some kind of deception operation of the U.S. government is running to cover up for something else. What could that be? Who knows? But for people touting the disclosure coming, they're, they're sure taking their sweet-ass time. Sorry for the long post. There are more bits to this, but this is already a Dickinsonian treatise. I will be willing to answer questions and provide more information. Also, I want to reiterate the following points. One, these are the events exactly as they occurred. Two, these are my personal opinions. Three, this is not the stance of the USG or the Army. Four, nothing is actually classified again for IC people reading this. Finally, says, I can verify my identity to a mod if needed. Added, I forgot to mention that I asked those guys at the Pentagon where the ATIP's documents and evidence were, and they told me it was all transferred to Bob Bigelow and didn't exist at the Pentagon anymore. Wasn't that perfect? There we have that circular door not just employees going in and out of government of government jobs to private corporations but private corporations taking over entire segments of ufo research and then preventing investigators from being able to send FOIA requests to see what's going on a completely opaque non-transparent situation and i just think this whole thing I know that it was a long episode, it went on for a little bit, but this whole idea that you invite this counterintelligence person to come what they think is to come to what they think is a job interview and then you secretly film them secretly film them and then put it on television without telling them. And that to me that's just sleazy. I mean, really sleazy. And this whole notion of De of DeLong getting up there and telling us about how you know, he's seen these really terrible things uh, involved with UFOs, uh, how we've got some kind of secret war going on between different uh, alien species, you know, like something out of out of a sci-fi movie. And, but, but he's the man. He has all this secret knowledge, but he can only tell us little bits of it. This isn't how we want to... This is not disclosure, okay? This is narrative control. And it's what I've been saying about this whole story about ATEP and to the Academy of Stars, I've I've thought from the very beginning that it stunk, that the evidence was not being handled properly, 
and that there was deception at the very core of it. And I still stand by that. That's still my feelings. And hopefully I'll be proved wrong at some point, but I really don't think so. It's a fascinating article, like I said. You can find this at theblackvault.com. Greenwald puts up a lot of good stuff there. Doesn't exaggerate. He just puts the facts out there. And I thought this story was one that really deserved some attention. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.